Welcome to the Five for Two podcast with me, your host Adele, where we say no to careers where you're trading five days of misery for two days of fun. A place we discuss all things career, confidence and money moves. I want to motivate, teach and empower ambitious women to achieve more, earn more, feel more confident and enjoy the work they do. It's all about believing you can have everything you want in your career and then going and getting it. So if you're ready, let's get into it. So this week, I wanted to revisit an old episode, an old concept that is still super relevant now. And to be honest, it is actually my most popular episode ever, which is crazy to me, especially because it is episode two. Episode two is my most listened to episode, most shared, actually no, the second most shared And this year especially, with everything that's gone on as far as cost of living and just all around that, the topic of earning more has become such a big deal. And this year was the first year I had a client hit a 40k pay rise. And we have continued to see my clients grow and add a lot more money to their pocket. And who doesn't want to have more money in their pocket? Let's be real. Who doesn't want to earn more? And you guys know, I talk about the strategy of earning more a lot. I talk about not asking for a range, making sure you know your number. If you're not comfortable with just saying one number and you have to say a range, make sure it's way above what you're asking for. Otherwise, companies will lowball you. You guys know I talk about how to negotiate, like what you should be talking about, because a lot of people are talking about like, oh, I've got years of experience or I've been here for years. No one cares. Why does your experience matter? How has your experience given you the skills that's going to create results for a company? Now, we talk about this stuff all the time. Like, there are so many episodes you guys can go and listen to where I talk about the strategy of getting you paid. But this previous episode, I'm talking about the confidence behind that strategy, the energy behind how you ask for money. Because the truth is, someone can give you the blueprint of what to say and what to do to get the money you want. But the energy behind it is what secures the big pay rises. The difference between a 10K pay rise and a 40K pay rise is literally just confidence. I give my clients similar strategies. Yes, they're tailored to what they need for the industries they're going into. But the strategies are similar. But the thing that makes them stand out, the thing that makes them get the money, the thing that changes from when they have been trying for years to get more money and haven't, and then work with me for 12 weeks and can get the money is literally nothing more than building their confidence, building their confidence around what they can deliver. Why in that imposter syndrome? Because imposter syndrome will kick your ass and hold you hostage, especially when it comes to money. What we work on, how do you feel about yourself and how do you feel about the things you deliver at work? Do you think your contributions are valuable? How confident are you? Because confidence and coins which is the name of the episode you're about to listen to, is where it is at. If you want more coins, you're going to need to increase your confidence. Have you ever met someone who you're just drawn to them almost immediately? Or you've gone into somewhere and you know you're not going to buy anything and somehow a salesperson convinces you and you know they're trying to convince you, but you still somehow fall for it. That's because the energy behind what they're saying. They're not saying anything different to any other salesperson, 
But the best salespeople have the right level of confidence. They are believable. If you do not believe that you deserve the money you are asking for, why would anybody else? This year, I have met multiple women with master's degrees, insane certifications and qualifications who are still underpaid and cannot get into the jobs they want to get into. This is something that's so key because a lot of my life, I thought not having a degree was holding me back. And then I realized it had nothing to do with qualifications. It was all to do with how I was communicating, how I could impact companies' bottom line positively. Anyway, this episode is going to break it all down for you. Let me know in the comments how you feel about this episode. I already know so many of you love it, but I think it's such a good one to revisit just to get you ready for the new year. Because 2024, we are putting even more money in women's pockets. Let's see if I can help another woman get a 50k pay rise this time. Because we've done 10, we've done 20, we've done 30. 30 seems to be the norm at the moment. We've done 40 this year. Let's see if I can start helping women put an additional 50k on top of their salary. And if in 2024 you are trying to change career and add a lot more money to your salary, then remember to book a call with me. Head to the links further down in my show notes. Click on it. Book a call with me and let's talk about how my coaching program, Create Your Own Lane, will help you do exactly that. Anyway, enjoy episode two of the podcast. Can't believe we're already at like episode 70 something. It is insane. Anyway, speak to you in the next episode. So this episode is called Confidence and Coins. The two go hand in hand. Let me tell you that the moment I started believing in myself, my bank balance started to go up because the moment I had real self-belief, I stopped letting people play with me and play with my money. I don't have a degree. I didn't go to university. I finished college and I decided to go out to work. And that was a big thing for me because along the way, it had me feeling like, well, who are you to want this kind of money? when you don't even have a degree, like you're not even at that level. That's how I used to think. And then I started to meet people who were at that level and still weren't commanding the sort of money that I thought you got if you had a degree. Because growing up, I was always taught that doctors and lawyers and people like that make a lot of money. When you realise that actually people with degrees and without degrees are sometimes on the same money, you start to think, what is it then that separates to people when it comes to finances. I've met women that are doing the exact same job and one will be on 30,000 a year and the other 70,000. And neither of them do anything different. They do the exact same role. But the difference in the women will be the confidence. The women on 70,000 will say something like, I'm not doing that for less than this. But the woman on 30,000 thinks that's all she can get. And that's a worth? How do you see yourself? What do you think you're capable of? So I really want to touch on the fact that once you start believing in yourself and you build that self-belief, you'll start getting the money that you want. The Huffington Post did an article about women and how we see money and earning money. And one of the statistics was 80% of women have never spoken about money or their salary or finances in general with their friends or family. That's where it starts. We're not even comfortable having a conversation about it. How are we going to be comfortable going after it and ending it? 
I want to touch on just a few things today because I can talk about this subject forever. But what I want to start with is how we start to build our confidence and the way we should be thinking about money so that we can start earning the money that we want. Let's start off with how you feel about yourself and the value that you bring to the table. I speak to too many women that say to me, yeah, but everyone can do what I do. Or there's loads of us at work that do the same job. So what makes me different? Firstly, the way you do it is different. And let's get one thing clear before we even start. No one is paying you for free. And let me explain what I mean. Nobody says, oh, come to work and be rubbish at your job and I'll just pay you. No, you'll get sacked. Nobody has you at work all day, 40 hours a week because you're not good. You're exchanging your skills for money and somebody pays you. Therefore, you're valuable. And I think that's the first thing as females we need to get into our head. You are valuable full stop. You are valuable because you exist. Forget about work. You are just valuable because you're here. But above that, when you go to work, you are valuable because someone actually pays you to do a job. If you weren't valuable and you weren't good at what you do, they could pay someone else. Let's just be clear. Nobody is giving away money for free. When you turn up at work, they are not paying you to do nothing. They are paying you for something. So let's start there. What is it that you bring to the table every single day? I think it's really important to know that no matter what job you're in, you bring value. They pay you to make their life easier because your boss doesn't want to do it. The owner doesn't want to do it or they're not even able to do it. So they pay you to get to get shit done, to be honest. That's what they pay you for. So take a look at what you do every day. It's going to fall into just a handful of categories. And you're either making your company money, saving your company money or keeping them legally compliant so that you don't get sued. Yeah, most companies are going to fall into that. And what you do falls into that arena, that area. So how could you be making or saving your company money? Have you, do you make processes easier? Have you streamlined something for the company? If you do things faster than other people, that means you're producing more results. And if more's getting done, more money's getting made. If you're in customer service and you speak to people on a daily basis and you're able to diffuse a situation. So instead of a customer getting mad and going on Trustpilot and slamming your company, you got them to calm down and actually continue to have business with your company. Not only have you just saved them money because now there's not going to be a bad review, but you've made them money because the customer is going to continue buying or purchasing. So stop selling yourself short and saying, oh, what value do I bring? Something that came up when I speak about this is, well, it often comes up, is people hate when they go for an interview and someone says, what value can you bring to the company? Or why should we hire you? That, that question, everybody hates it. But the reason I feel like a lot of people hate it is because they don't see their own value. Because the minute you know your value and you believe in yourself, I'm telling you, you'll sit at that table and be like, I'm a delight. I'm a delight to work with. I'm good at what I do. And I should be paid accordingly. How many times have you looked at a job description and thought, this looks absolutely amazing. I would definitely love to do this job. And then seen the salary and thought, there's no way I can earn that type of money. Imagine everything looks great. You think that you'd be good at it. You think you'd be able to do it. And then you see the salary and you think, nah, there's no way they're going to be looking for someone to be amazing. There's no way I can do it. Do you value your skills? 
don't self, don't disqualify yourself from anything, whether that's work or life. Don't look at a situation and assume you're not good enough. Start to look at what you bring to the table. So that's first, first things first. Nobody is paying you for nothing. You go to work, you get paid because you're good at what you do. The other thing I want to talk about is self-confidence is an energy. It is not a way of acting. It's nothing to do with being an introvert or an extrovert. People sometimes find it hard to believe, but I am a very big introvert. I used to be super shy growing up as a kid. I've been through a lot of, I got bullied before I started high school. Once I started high school, I reinvented myself and I was a whole new person. But before that, I know what it's like to feel shy and embarrassed and scared. And people never believe that about me because they see me now and they're like, you're so confident. But I'm still an introvert. Like I'm a, people confuse that as well. They think that if you're loud and outgoing, it automatically means you're confident. A lot of extroverts, because a lot of my friends are extroverts, a lot of people I know are extroverts, that outgoingness is to cover up what's really going on inside. Now, I'm an introvert, but I'm very confident. And that's what confuses people. So I call myself an extroverted introvert. Because <laughs> as an introvert, I like being by myself. I like being still. I like being quiet. I'm energized when I'm by myself. But I'm very confident in who I am. I wasn't always like this. So that's one thing I want to touch on today. You don't have to be born with confidence. It's a skill. You can learn it just like you learned to read, just like you learned to drive a car. Even if you're not great at it, <laughs> you can learn it. And confidence is something you continue to work on throughout your life. As confident as I am now, there are situations where I feel so small and I have to still work. There are situations that take me back to feeling like a little kid and feeling scared and feeling embarrassed and not wanting to do things. The first time I went live on Instagram, let's, let's talk about it. Six months it took me, six months to show my face and be live on Instagram. Yeah, I'm sitting here telling you I'm confident. So understand that confidence comes in different areas of your life in different ways. You can be confident in one way and totally not confident in another. But if your money isn't matching the way you feel and what you want and you're not being able to live the life you want, it is self-confidence, it is self-belief. Something is missing. Because if you really believed in yourself, you would demand a certain level of money. Confidence is energy. When you are confident, people feel it. And they just want to know why. They want to be around you. Sometimes I've gotten jobs, not because I was the most experienced or qualified. I switched industries, no experience at all. And my second interview, I got offered on the spot. My third interview, I got offered on the spot. My first interview, they told me, hell no. And I cried. But <laughs> my second and third interview, offered on the spot zero experience in that industry I went from childcare to HR and recruitment no experience at all but you know what had started to change in me it was a level of confidence after having my daughter I started to have even more confidence in myself and I started to have more drive because I was like it's not just for me anymore it's for us so when I say that self-confidence is an energy I mean it I mean it because it attracts people it attracts opportunities when you believe in yourself, it's almost like when you're talking about yourself to other people, they believe it too. They have no choice because they can feel that energy. They don't even know why sometimes, but they'll be like, wow, she really believes in herself. So now I need to know more and I want to know why she believes in herself so much. People want to know if you're really like people sometimes confuse confidence with cocky and they'll be like, oh, that person's really cocky. Let me bring them down a peg or two. And then they give them the opportunity just to prove that they're not as good as they said they were. But either way, the person got the opportunity. Because even if someone wants to prove that you're not as good as you think you are, 
They're going to have to give you the opportunity to do that, right? So when you believe in yourself, other people feel that, they're attracted to it, opportunities will arrive. People will give you a chance. Even when you don't have what you think is the experience, even when you don't think you have all the quality, because you believe in what you do have. And that's what's really important. What you do have is important. You can't have all the things. Like It just isn't a thing. Nobody has everything. But what you do have qualifies you and makes you good enough. Where you are right now makes you good enough. Imagine when you were 16 and you went for a job or 18 or whenever it is you got your first job. You had zero experience. Yet somehow someone out there in the world gave you a chance. But now as you've gotten older, you don't think that that same chance or that same goodwill can be extended to you. Do you know how many billions of people are in this world? And you think that that one time when you got your first job was the only time you were able to do something that was hard. Let me tell you that the same way you did it when you were younger, you can do it again. Nothing's changed. You're the same person. If anything, you've got even more experience now than you did then. You've got skills. You know what it's like to be in a workplace. You've learned how to communicate with a range of different people. You've learned how to be in uncomfortable environments, uncomfortable situations. If you work with customers, you deal with hundreds, if not thousands of people on a daily basis. If you use computer, you've learned computer skills. We underestimate ourselves so often as women, and that's why men are really out here getting paid twice as much as us. We don't talk about money. We're scared. We're embarrassed. We're told it's not feminine. It doesn't look good. It doesn't sound good if you're always talking about money. If you talk about money, you're showing off. No. Guess what? If you talked about money at the job you're at, you might realize that the person who's doing the same job as you is on 10K more than you. But just because you've never had a conversation, you don't even realize. Whereas if you were like, oh, I'm looking for a new job because I don't think this 30K cuts it anymore. And then someone says to you, oh, I'm on 42. Imagine how you're going to feel. Just imagine, just for a minute, like just because you had that conversation. You're thinking your company won't pay you anymore, but the person sitting next to you is on way more than you. The man who interviewed the same day as you and got the job and even might have the same experience as you is being paid more. Those are facts. Men are being paid more than women to do the exact same role. And I'm not saying that there isn't gender bias. There is. There's gender bias and there's inequality in all areas. But there's also the fact that you didn't ask. If you don't ask, you don't get. If you don't believe in yourself, people feel that. If you sit in front of someone and you don't believe in yourself, they don't believe in you either. Can you imagine you want someone to do something that you're not willing to do yourself? You want to sit in front of someone and ask for opportunity. You don't believe in yourself, but you want them to believe in you. That makes me think about it logically. It makes no sense to want someone to do something that you're not willing to do for yourself. Confidence comes from taking action. I know you hear it all the time, but it's true. Like I said to you, when I tried to change industries, my first interview, she literally said to me, stick to what you're doing. There is no way you will ever make it in this industry. I'll even help you find a job in your current industry, but you need to let this go. She was so well respected. I cried. I fell flat on my face. And I could have easily been like, I'm not doing this. And to be honest, for the first few hours, for the first day, I was like, well, might as well give up. That's it. It's over with. I cried, ugly cried. And then the next day I was like, nah, I am done with the industry I'm in. I refuse to stay in it and I'm going to go after what I want. 
I did whatever research I needed to do, figured out what needed to happen, got learned what it took to really prepare for an interview because I never knew how to do that. And then I smashed it. My next two interviews, I got offered on the spot with no qualification and no experience. Nothing changed. Nothing changed between the first interview and the second interview apart from my level of confidence and my level of self-belief. And that's what I want to remind you. In that first interview, I didn't believe in myself. I was like, oh God, please let her give me a chance or an opportunity. I was sitting there and nerves are different from lack of confidence. You can be nervous. I still get nervous. I get nervous all the time. But it doesn't mean I don't believe in myself. Self-belief is different from nerves. We all get nervous. We all get worried. We all get scared. We're all like, oh gosh, people are judging me. But that's very different from believing that you have something to bring to the table. Also, self-belief is about knowing that you can learn it. Because I don't just believe in myself because I'm good at something. I believe in myself because anything I'm not good at, I will work hard to learn. That in itself. So when someone says to me, oh, but you haven't done this before. I'm like, yeah, but I have all these qualities and I'll list whatever qualities I feel like I have. And I think those qualities help me to learn new things and help me get good at new things. And if you're enthusiastic about something, you will learn it quickly. So the fact that I'm enthusiastic about the things that I've never done before will make me great at it. And you have to be willing to say that and own that and be like, the lack of experience is not a big deal. What I do have is enough to get me into this role, into this job, or to earn the money I want. If you want to build your confidence, not only do you need to take action and fall flat on your face, just like I did, and then get up, dust yourself off, and then maybe fall flat on your face a second time and a third time. But guess what? Each time you're going to be more prepared. You're going to practice. You're going to feel a little bit more confident because you're going to realize when you fell on your face, it actually wasn't that bad. Because sometimes I've got to remind myself, like even through the ugly crying and the snot and the tears, did you die though? No. It's never as bad as you think it is in that moment. Yes, it's horrible to get rejected. But guess what? Once you've gone through it once, the second time isn't as bad. The third time isn't as bad. And the fourth time you get it done. A friend of mine, I remember when she went, tried to get into work and she went to nine interviews and on the night, every single one said, no, you have no experience. And on the ninth interview, she said she just was done. She was like, I'm getting this job. So when they said to her, why would we hire you? You have no experience. She said, because I'm amazing. And if you don't hire me, the next person will. And guess what? She got the job. And since then, she's been smashing it in her industry as an estate agent. She runs her own business now. So just understand that nothing has to change. You don't need another qualification. You don't need more experience. You just need to believe in yourself. I think another way to build your confidence, I love a brag book (laughs) or an achievements book, whatever you want to call it. Write down everything in there, even small stuff, pass my driving test on the first go or on the second go. Just write it in there. Everything you do goes in this book, no matter how big or small you think it is. Whenever you need a boost, you go and look at it and you remind yourself. You remind yourself of all the amazing things you've done because sometimes it's easy to get bogged down when things aren't going right. You forget how far you've come and what you've achieved. If you think back five years, I can almost guarantee you are not in the same spot you were five years ago. You have more skills than you had before. You're able to deal with people, even maybe hard people. That's a skill. Write it down. I did not scream at my child today. I had patience. I'm going to write it down because it's going to make me feel good. Whatever you need to do to feel good, write it in that book. And every, every time you feel like you're not good, 
I need you to go and look at that book. But I need you to really write down everything that is in there. And then the other thing you can do is remind yourself that it's okay to be a beginner and you've been a beginner before and the world didn't end. When you first started whatever job you're in now or when you first left uni or college or high school and got your first job, you had no clue what you're doing. But look at you now. When you start a job and you've got to learn all the new policies and all the new procedures, look at you now. It's okay to be a beginner. You cannot be an expert. And that's the thing that we do. We don't apply for jobs or we don't go after opportunities and we don't ask for the money we want because we're like, "Mm, I don't know if I'm at that level yet. You're at that level because you've said you're at that level. You're at that level because of everything you bring to the table. You are ready. Go after the money. Ask, build your confidence. Imagine you're at a job that you love and you leave because you never asked for the money you want. People will say, I can't ask, I want 5,000 pound more. And then there's people out here really asking for 20K pay rises and you're hesitating to ask for 5K more because you're thinking, well, what if it's not in the budget? Stop assuming, ask. And if you ask and you don't get, find out what you need to do to get it. Let's tell them you want to put a development plan in place because you're serious about wanting the money that you want. Don't go in there saying, you've been here a long time, so you deserve the money. That is not a reason. Talk about the impact you made. Talk about all the things you've done to help the company. Write down a list before you go into your meeting to remind yourself so that you're prepared. If you're a nervous person like me sometimes and I don't want to have the conversation straight away, send an email first. Email them and say, I really want to have a conversation with you about my pay. Put the points in the email if you feel like it. Write down, these are the reasons I know I deserve a pay rise and I would love to have a conversation about it. Can we pencil something in? If you don't get a response, email again, but make sure that meeting gets penciled in. Go into that meeting and ask for the money you want. And there are going to be times you're going to have to negotiate. You might ask for one figure. You say you want 45. They say, no, the best we can do is 38. And you say, well, I've done my research. I've gone on Glassdoor. I've looked at other industry leaders. I've gone on their websites and I know the average for my skills and what I do is and tell them what the average is. And then that's how the negotiation process starts. Sometimes you're going to have to negotiate. Sometimes you're going to have to feel uncomfortable for 10 minutes so that you can get what you want. Imagine all you've got to do is become uncomfortable for 10 minutes to get the money you want and be able to start living the life that you actually want. But the only reason that you're not is because you haven't even asked. And sometimes you might have to leave your job because they're not going to give you the money you want and you might have to go after a better opportunity. Don't rush it. Find the job that works for you and the money that works for you. It's like when you're reinventing yourself. When you leave one job, they know you one way. When you go to this new job, they don't know you. You can be whoever you want. So if you were the 30K girl at your current job, you can be the 50K girl at the new job. They don't know you. Sometimes that's what you need to do. Sometimes when you're looking online and you're seeing job roles and the list of duties is exactly what you do, but the money is 20, 30K more. And you stop yourself from applying because you have that thing. And I want to talk about this. You have that thing where you think if you get paid more, you're going to need to be a genius. (laughs) You're going to need to be perfect. You're going to need to do double the amount of work. It's not true. If you've ever been promoted into management, It's not that you have to do more work. Your work is different. Like now, because I run an office and because I'm in childcare, I used to be the manager. I've run the building. It is not the same as when I was working 
doing the work with the children. It's not the same as when I was in HR and I'm doing the groundwork. Once I moved up into management, I the groundwork got passed to someone else. I didn't do referencing anymore. I didn't do the qualifying interviews anymore, but I trained my staff. I did references for people in the office. I started hiring more senior members of the team. I wasn't responsible for the day-to-day general staff anymore or the entry-level staff. I wasn't, I wasn't in charge of even mid-level staff. I was in charge of senior management. That's what I did when I moved into management. So when you think of getting more money, I don't want you to automatically be like, there's no way I can do it because they're paying 20K more and they're going to expect me to be a genius or expect me to do five times more than I'm already doing. You are not expected to be a genius. More money does not equal more work. More money equals you knowing your value. You are trading your skills and your time. So you should get paid accordingly. Stop thinking of it as in an hourly rate. Oh, I need to get £10 an hour, £15 an hour. No. What life are you wanting to create for yourself? How much money do you want to earn? Do the research. Does the job that you're currently in pay that much anywhere else? Forget about in your current job. Does it pay it full stop? If you can see that there's jobs being advertised for that level of money, then it exists. Stop assuming that you can't do it. You're not currently doing it. Doesn't mean you can't do it. Apply for the jobs that you want. The statistic that's out there and you must hear all the time is that men will apply for a job when they meet 60% of the criteria. Whereas we will apply for a job when we meet 100%. If you meet 100% of the criteria, you are overqualified and you should be the manager of those people. Please understand, if you look at a job description and you meet all of the requirements and there's nothing on there that you can learn and you're already great at everything, then shouldn't you be going for the next role above? I'm going to be real honest with you. My biggest career change, I probably met 30% of the job description. When I went from childcare into recruitment, I literally met maybe 30%. And I got the job. So stop waiting to be perfect. It doesn't exist. If you want more money and you can't get it where you are, then decide what needs to happen. Sometimes something as small as changing something on your CV will get you there. But when you sit in that interview and you don't believe in yourself, they don't believe in you either. It's a mirror. You will reflect back your own energy. So whatever energy you put out is bouncing back to you because you'll sit in there like, there is no way these people are going to give me the job. Okay, then they're not going to give you the job. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. You've already said it. So anytime you feel like that, like I said, run back to your brag book, have a look. Look at all the achievements that you've done. Remind yourself that it's okay to start from the beginning. It's okay to be a beginner. Because I'm sure the first time you got in a car, anyone who drives, they know what I'm talking about. You did not know what you was doing. Like when I think about when I did my first lesson, it is hilarious. The car stalled, it jumped, it jerked. Like, imagine I still drove like that. No, everyone has to be a beginner. The person you look up to who is an expert now doing amazing things had to be a beginner. They had to be like me in the car, jerking and jumping and not being able to drive that car because I had no clue how to get the clutch and the gas and everything to, you know, the petrol and all that to balance. I had no idea, no idea. I've got friends now that don't drive manuals because they just couldn't get it, so they drove an automatic. Listen, you can say that's quitting or you can say that's a way around the problem. And that's all it is. They drive, don't they? They got a car, don't they? So why should they be embarrassed that they can't drive a manual? Who cares? They got the outcome they wanted. The outcome was the 
but being able to drive the car. Your outcome is earn more money. And the thing that's separating you from the money isn't more experience and it isn't a qualification. It's how you feel about yourself. It's how you show up and how other people see you. Because that confidence, when you have like a broad back, that's the only way I can explain it. When your shoulders, you push your shoulders back, you put your head up and you walk confidently into a room, that's when everything changes. I'm, you guys know I'm a coach. That's what I do. I'm a career and confidence coach. But it's the confidence for me. Because I can teach people all the career strategies. I can show them how to smash an interview. I can show them how to edit a CV. I can show them how to be a leader and get promoted. And I can show them how to get the pay rise technically. I can tell them I've got a script that we tweak and I show people to use and that gets really massive pay rises. But behind that, you have to have the confidence. When people work with me, the thing they say changed was the confidence. When someone's been trying something for years and it hasn't worked, and then they work with me for two months, I didn't do anything. Nothing changed in those two months, but they're confident. They believe they could, and they went out and got it. And that's all it is, believing you can do something and then going out and getting So, so important. Self-belief is, I can't even tell you how much of a game changer it is. It is more about how you feel about yourself than it is about your experience or qualification. I run an office where everyone who works for me has a degree and I don't. That used to be a big deal for me. I used to be really like, oh, I feel bad. I'm taking someone else's spot. But now I'm like, no, I get paid because I'm great at motivating my team. I'm great at coming up with new systems. That's got nothing to do with having another qualification. I'm good at leading. And that's just what it is. I learned to be good at it. I didn't just, wasn't just the leader. Yes, I had some of the qualities. Yes, I started to become confident, which helps. But someone taught me, I had a great mentor. Remember, when you're trying to get more confident and build your confidence, you don't have to pay people to get more confident. Get a mentor at work, someone you look up to that you would love to be like, learn from them, ask them questions, read books. Go to the library. If you can't afford to buy books, you can't, you don't want to pay for books. Go to the library. Go on YouTube. I know no one goes to the library anymore, but you know, if you like books, because there are people that love paper books. (laughs) But go on YouTube. YouTube's an amazing free resource. Type in building confidence, confidence meditations. Learn how to be confident. Learn how to believe in who you are right now. Stop saying, I will be confident when I'm able to, or I will get more confident as I get older. It's not true. You will get more confident when you decide to be. You will get more confident when you do the things that scare you. So imagine what's something right now in your life that if you were more confident, you would go and do it. Go and do it. (laughs) I'm challenging you today. Go and do something that your future self would do if you were already confident. I promise you it's the only way you're going to get to the confidence is to do the thing. You'll never be confident unless you work on being confident. If there's something you want to do, if you want to ask your boss for a pay rise, and you've been putting it off and you've been putting it on, I want you to go and write down all the great things you've done in the last six months that's helped your company. Look at your job description and look at the job description above. Have you already started taking on those responsibilities that are in the other job description? Do you do more? Are you going above and beyond? Are you delivering the value that the company wants? Like, what do they value most? Do they value high ticket sales? Do you do a lot of high sales for them? go and speak to them. Do they value someone who has a great customer record? So like your feedback is always 10 out of 10. Then let them know that. Because if your feedback from customers is always 10 out of 10, 
you are building a reputation for your company. That's their reputation. They're going to be like, oh my gosh, the staff that work at this place are amazing. That's why I always use them. Do you know how many people will choose a more higher price company because they've got great customer service? Not necessarily because the product's better, just because it's easy to deal with the, the customer service reps. So if that's you, write down all the things you're great at. And like I said, either start off with an email or go and speak to your boss. But the only way you build confidence is to start to act and feel like the person who you want to be. Trust me, as confident as I am, I still have to give myself pep talk. Before I got on this podcast to talk, I still was like, right, what we're talking about today, what's going on? Like, I have to give myself a pep talk. Once I'm here and I'm doing it, it's easy. And it's going to be the same. Once you start doing the scary things, you're going to realize they're really not as scary as you thought they were. They're really not as hard as you thought they were. And they are so, so, so worth it. Start now, one small thing to build your confidence. But I promise you, if you want your money, you want those coins, you want to be able to live the life you want, buy the house, go on, go on holidays all the time. I was about to say vacations. I clearly hung around with Americans for too much. <laughs> but I was going to say, yeah, the vacations, the holidays, the house, the clothes, the bags, the shoes, the charities. If you want to give more to charity, you're going to need to earn more. And the only way you can earn more is if you believe that you can, first and foremost. Stop assuming that it's not possible for you. It's possible for any of us to earn more money. And then start acknowledging all the amazing things you bring to the table. Every single person in an office or at a job is an important cog to make the wheel turn. If I take out the smallest wire from my car, it will stop running. So there's not one part that's more important than the other. Every part plays its part I know this podcast I've spoken about cars a lot I've had a lot of car references which is so random and I don't usually do that but yeah but do you get my point like the smallest tweak in that I take out the smallest thing out of the engine and everything stops so stop seeing yourself as this small insignificant person who can't get the money that they want to get if you see a job that you like the look of and it's paying double what you're on apply for the job what's the worst that can happen be confident in what you want and what you want to go after. When I was on my live recently, I told the story about one of my clients who went from minimum wage to commanding £25 an hour. In the eight weeks we worked together, she didn't get more experience. She didn't get another qualification. She just started to feel better about herself. She just started to feel more confident. She believed in the qualities and the skills that she had. So step back today and look how far you've come. Remember what it felt like when you first started your job and you knew nothing and you were like, oh my gosh, how am I going to learn all this stuff? And then look at how you are now. You've learned it. So when you see that job that pays more, they don't need you to be a genius. They need you to be who you are right now. If you apply and you get shortlisted for interview, you're experienced enough, you're qualified enough, otherwise they wouldn't book you for interview. And if they don't book you for interview, sometimes it can be as simple as your CV went right. It might not even be anything to do with your experience. A lot of people will apply and get not get anywhere and keep applying and still not get anywhere and not realise that it's not what's, it's not your actual experience. It's the way you've written the experience. It doesn't appeal to the person reading it. And I'll say that one more time. It's not your actual experience. It is the way it has been presented. I watch people switch industries all the time with zero experience. It's all about how you present yourself on paper. Remember, your CV is the intro. Like, it's like the trailer for the movie. When they look at it and they see it, that's what makes them want to shortlist you. Don't 
associate every rejection or every time you don't get the thing you want with you not being good enough. These two things don't go hand in hand. Your opportunity is your opportunity. It will never pass you. But don't suddenly think, okay, I've got a rejection. It's me. We take, especially as women, we take it so personally when we get rejected. I know I do. We think it's us. We start looking for the problem in ourselves, Rather than at the situation, was there something you could have done better? Did you show up confidently? Or did you already decide before you went in that you weren't going to get the thing you wanted? If you already decide that you're not going to be able to get a 10K pay rise, then you're not going to get it. Because your energy is showing up like small, like, oh, I don't deserve this. I don't deserve this. I don't deserve this. And then the person talking to you is going to feel that, okay, you don't deserve it. All right, I won't give it to you. It's just the way it works. It's just how it happens. Think about when you're in a bad mood. Sometimes it spirals and... For the rest of the day, bad things keep happening, but it's because you was in a bad mood. And then you have a bad attitude with someone, like someone that you care about. And then they have a bad attitude right back at you because people mirror, it's a mirror of yourself. You will keep, things will keep coming at you in the way that you present them. So it all starts with self. It all starts with confidence, yeah? The reason the episode is called Confidence and Coins is because confidence is a game changer. Confidence is a bank account changer. <laughs> Believing in yourself and showing up for yourself and advocating for yourself will increase your coins significantly. So I just want you to really sit with that and think about it. I hope you have enjoyed this. I hope you have gotten something from it. I hope you feel motivated and feel inspired. Take action today. Go do the thing that you're scared to do, but that will help build your confidence. And even if you get a no, remember you did it you didn't die and you can try again <laughs> you live to see another day i hope this episode gave you exactly what you needed and motivated you to confidently take steps towards your next career move if you enjoyed it screenshot and share it on your socials tag me on instagram and come join my community of amazing women working on leveling up their confidence and career thanks for listening and see you next time